That is hardcore. This is hardcore shit. But for me, it's harder than hardcore resist. Welcome to Hardcore Horror with Mike and Bridget. Uh, we are podcasting about hardcore horror. Hi, this is Mike and Bridget. What's going on over there? What's up, Mike? <laughs> hey, hey, how you doing? Good. What's going on? Awesome. Well, you know, uh, St. Patty's Day came and went. Uh, the Oscars came and went uh, not too long ago. Of course, horror won in every category, every single one. Every motherfucking which, time. Which was great to see horror win everything. That was amazing. Or uh, maybe that didn't happen the way I was thinking it did. It, it uh, would sound real good, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would sound. <clears throat> it would sound good. Uh, so uh, briefly, uh, you know, why, why do you think it is that uh, horror gets so much flack considering um, that it's pretty successful uh, overall? You know, it's, you know, we have number ones in slots throughout the year um, quite a few times. Um, you know, you don't get that even with uh, like, a, say, a rom-com, you know, I mean, certain ones, a lot of them, they don't they won't chip that. Uh, number one, a lot of times, special interest stuff. They don't, but you, you know, horror still gets the the most flack. I feel like, and it's it's uh, never really going away too much, is it? Man, I feel I feel like horror too is like you, you only capture like a slither of an audience, and um, oh, well, you know, a lot of people don't appreciate horror. They really don't. Mm-hmm. I I I out of God, I feel like I get it so much. Uh, being an advocate in the um, industry that I'm in that pays my bills, people mm-hmm. come up to me. They're like, "Oh my god! Like, why do you watch horror movies? Like, what the fuck? I mean, like, that's the craziest shit." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Dude, that is like, you are crazy. It's crazy to me that people don't watch horror because, to me, it's 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 not real. It's it's my escape from reality." I'm like, "Do you watch a horror movie? Then you can sit back and look at life and be like, oh shit." Maybe my mm-hmm. life isn't so damn bad, you know. Um, but I, I do think that uh, it doesn't get as much credit. The movies that do get credit, man. Like, um, did you did you watch all the Oscars? Or no? no, I didn't. No, I didn't watch any of it. Fuck me either. Me <laughs> 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 either. I'm like, dude, but we we both know. We both know. Like, you know, they hard doesn't get the credit that it deserves. But mm-hmm. it doesn't, it, from the Oscars, who gives a flying fuck? Man, it's just, that's Hollywood. It's Hollywood, and, you know, that's why I love um, lower-budget independent horror films, because people are genuinely appreciative, and they do it because they, they're so damn passionate about it, and they love it so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, you know, Fangory has their Chainsaw Awards and stuff like that. I mean, there's just different things that, you know, they get acclimates for. But, yeah, I mean, it's just... It is sad though, because I mean, a lot of horror is really well made and everything, you know. But it doesn't just doesn't get. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Ox- obviously the Oscars are bullshit, and it doesn't matter about any of that stuff. But you know, at the same time, um, it would be nice to have a little bit more respect for the genre, considering the fact that again, it's a money making business. I mean, it's it, you know, I mean, you know, like I said, you take comedy, you take drama. I mean, some of these movies do okay but they probably don't have the shelf life that say horror movies do like you know on the back end of rewatching 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 because let's face it that's how we are and then um also you know then it just extends for years and years i mean you may you you're in one good horror movie you're kind of set for a lot because you can go and do all the conventions and you know you're kind of just you always have this sort oh, of fan yeah. base built yeah. in whereas 
you make some comedy, you know, 20 years later, I mean, it might be remembered, but, you know, chances are it possibly could not be. You know? So, yeah, I mean, that's just something to think about. Uh, so we got a guest tonight. His name is Jay Crimson. He's a filmmaker, but he also does a lot of other stuff as well, podcasting and uh, music. He's into music and all that stuff. So we'll talk to him later and see what all he's got going on. Awesome. Uh, let's talk about what we've been watching. Um, you want to start or you want me to start? Dude, I'm going to start because I've had a crazy, I've had a crazy busy week. <clears throat> okay. Weeks. So, shoot, um, shoot it at me. All right. My first, my first movie was uh, the remake of Candyman. Okay, what'd you think? Um, I wasn't a fan. You was not a fan. Okay. I was not I was not a fan. I really wish that I would have went back and did a rewatch of the original. Uh-huh. I haven't seen it in a really long time. But mm-hmm. I, I there was parts of it I liked, but there was parts of it I didn't like. The end uh-huh. and I was like I was like I kept saying to myself, I was like, wasn't the original story? Wasn't it different? You know? Oh, oh yeah. Well, so, it's not really. It's not even really. I would call it a remake. I mean, only in name, really. I mean, it's not nowhere near the same story. Um, okay, the, that's what I thought, and I, yeah. I kind of, I was kind of hoping going in that it was going to be like the original. No, and um, I, but I, it makes me do want to go back and watch, um, do a rewatch of it because I haven't seen it in years. I but. I love the original. It's actually one of my favorite films it's it's a near perfect film i think the original i love it it's great Um, yeah yeah okay yeah i did like the the i did like the remake or whatever you want to call it okay i I liked it better than i thought i was going to because i really didn't think i was going to like it at all i liked it better than i thought i was going to but yeah compared to the original now i mean i I still love tony todd it's funny i heard about this movie because so i am i applied for a passport recently right and i had to drive a freaking hour and a half away from nashville because every place in greater nashville was all booked up so i had to drive to telahoma the post office i'm in the post office and um you know the um, the guy that works there is really cool. Really, he's like, I was like, hey, you like horror movies? He goes, oh my gosh, have you seen the new Candyman? You got to see the new Candyman. <laughs> I was like, for real, I'm gonna put that on my list. Here, let me give you my QR code. And I noticed that he started kind of following us, so I'm gonna give him a shout out because um, he was the reason that I went home and watched that movie. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, um, going forward, um, you know, I love my documentaries. I'm throwing in documentaries mm-hmm. a lot lately. I mm-hmm. watched one on um, the Subway God. Jer- is it Jerry? Jerry? Oh, Fog- yeah. Jer- Jerry Fogel? Uh, Jerry, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. Oh, Jerry. my God. Yeah. I didn't even know, like, he was a pedophile. <laughs> oh, you didn't know this? Oh. No. <laughs> I was like, isn't that the guy who like, lost a bunch of weight from eating Subway mm-hmm. sandwiches? Yeah. And yeah. so um, there's a little documentary out. I think it's on Investigation Discovery. I was that was pretty crazy. So um, that you know, not the most extreme documentary, but I'm damn. I just didn't even know the guy was a pedophile. But you know, you never know. Um, I did a rewatch of <laughs> Holy Mountain. Okay, yeah, we, we talked about this a long time ago. Remember? You, you yes. got me to watch this. Yeah. I know. I it's. I'm, Watched the movie maybe about a year ago for the first time. Love this movie. Love this movie. It is so fucking crazy and intense that damn. I but I love it. And I still my favorite scene. I can't get over. I was like, has it got to the the leopard titties yet? 
to get to the. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this movie. If you haven't seen it, you're in for a long ride. The first 30 minutes, you're going, what the fuck is happening right now? But I think yeah. that's like the director's way of saying, you're in for a long ride on this movie. This is just giving you an example of how fucked <sighs> up this movie really is. So um, that was a good one. Um, yeah. I, I watched uh, this is not even really a horror movie, but I'm going to give it a shout out because I did sit through it is the movie, the well with Brandon Frazier. I saw that too. Yeah. Did you, um, mm-hmm. did you like it? Yeah. I mean, it's all right. I mean, yeah. I mean, he had a good performance. I mean, he, yeah. okay. He did. He, okay, fine. He did great. I did the movie. I, I was disappointed. I was like, this is it. This is what the big hype is all about. I mean, it's a little Oscar bait worthy, which I mean, it did win. So there you go. But um, yeah, I'm going to stick to my horror movies. Just oh. am. Um, okay. But um, I did watch um, Tenebrae, 1982, Dario Argento. Argento? Yes. Sure. I had that's... never seen this one. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a good one. I always heard that it was really, really good. I still, so I'm still, I still like Suspiria a little bit better. I do too. Suspiria is my favorite, but that one, Tenebrae's good. Deep Red. I mean, there's some good ones he's done, you know. Yeah. And don't, I lo- don't... love the Italians with their, their blood is always so damn extreme and so like bright red, you know. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's, it's so artistic, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. Um, <laughs> um, I watched, oh my gosh, this is a good one. I watched the, um, this is a rewatch for me. Girl in the box. Let me see this one. Is that a lifetime movie? I, it's funny because I think that I thought that the first time that I watched it was on lifetime. I thought, but may, maybe, maybe not. It's, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I did a rewatch the other night, but it wasn't on lifetime, but. I watched it a few years ago, but I followed this story for a long time before there was ever even a movie made about it. So, mm-hmm. did you ever watch? Did you watch the movie? I don't think so. I mean, I might have. I watched one or two of those, you know, kind of in that same vein. But I don't, I don't, I don't. If I did, it's been so long, I don't recall it. This one, this one's a really good one, um, just because I followed the story so much, and I even went and did, um, I even went and watched some documentaries on it um, mm-hmm. after I watched the movie. But they they do the movie so so similar to the real story, like they did a really really good job on it. But it's it's definitely it's real to me. I'm like. Fuck, that really happened to somebody. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a watch of this movie called The Doll. I, I started watching it um, a while ago, and it's it's it was on Tubi. It's it's not great. I wouldn't recommend that one. Um, I did go to the movies last night, and I saw Cocaine Bear. <laughs> What'd you think? Dude, uh, <laughs> I loved it. It's fun, wasn't it? Man, I, I was one of those that was like, Oh, I thought it'd be a good idea to, to eat some gummies, right? Some edibles <laughs> and go watch it. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I laughed the whole fucking movie. And here's the crazy thing. Like, my 16-year-old, my and I put it out there, not a horror fan whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Not even a movie fan. She's a gamer, right? But mm-hmm. she was like, cocaine bear. Ha, 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 that would be pretty funny. So I was <laughs> like, okay, you want to go see it? So... Took her to go see it in the movie theater, and I'm 
when it got to some of them crazy, I couldn't stop laughing. I was going, she's over there dying inside right now because she don't (laughs) don't watch horror movies. But, dude, I thought it was really funny. It was Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Um, I started I like started watching. Um, I'm gonna finish it after our podcast. But um, Tracy has never seen this. He says he's seen it, but I'm like, no, he hasn't. The people under the stairs. It's one of my. Oh, that's good. One yeah. of my favorite Wes Craven movies. Wes Craven, yeah. I've seen. I mean, I could probably quote the movie, but he's like, I don't remember this. I'm like, dude, wait, it's gonna be so good. I can't wait for him to see it. But mm-hmm. what about you, man? What do you got it going on? That's that's a good movie. I. I... It was, yeah, like you said, it's one of his best. Um, I, I watched some things. Um, uh, first, we'll talk about uh, obviously Scream Six came out. Scream Six came out uh, since the last time we did a podcast. Of course, that was number one in the movies last week. We were talking about uh, uh, horror being number one and profitable, and it definitely was. So, um, yeah, uh, Scream Six uh, without Nev Campbell, she was not in this movie. I know you're not a big Scream fan. I know you like Scream One, but you're not, you know, a fan of the franchise. But I love this franchise. I love it to death. Uh, it's just one of my favorite franchises, just because they love to take so much care with the with the story, and it's all it's all still connected six movies later, and they still manage to make it work for the most part. Uh, you know, I mean, um, it, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was really good. There are a few gripes I have with the movie, but uh, there are some things that I didn't particularly love. Um, but it's 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 pretty brutal. It's pretty uh, a lot of good and intense chases and just intense scenes in particular the only thing that gripes that i have with the movie is uh, i mean so with these two new newer versions the non-west craven versions of scream you get all these people that man they're getting stabbed like relentlessly like just relentless and they're and they still and they still live um and uh and it's like okay you know yeah 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 somebody you know somebody could get stabbed 30 times and and live but it's not it's not likely right it's not it's not right the, the norm but but you're gonna get 30 you're gonna get stabbed so many times in the in in part five and then in part six and still live i don't know it just said you know it, that and then at the end of the movie everybody's stabbed or shot or whatever and they're just walking around normal and it's like come on let's make it a little bit more realistic because i mean poor dewey you know he he would get stabbed like once or twice and you go ah he's dead and you go ah he's he still lived come on but these people are getting like freaking just gutted you know uh so every everyone says <laughs> everyone says that from what i've read that you definitely have to watch five before you watch six is that right yes yeah well i mean you need to watch them all really for the whole continuity of everything because they all tie together so much that you really need to watch them all i think to really get the whole thing but i mean if you just want to watch a slasher i guess you could just watch it whatever you wouldn't have to have the whole story if you don't want it but yeah you probably should watch five for sure but really i would recommend the whole thing maybe i'll just have like a binge weekend or something and um like yeah, just yeah veg out and watch some damn screen <laughs> yeah i mean long. sounds yeah, I mean, like a good time to me because for me like the, this is the only this is the only franchise that hasn't completely jumped ship i mean every other franchise they have at least one or two movies where they're like you're like what the hell is happening now you know i mean let's face it jason went to space we had uh, nightmare 2 you know we had you know they all kind of had they all kind of just you know you know i mean michael myers let's face it he's had he's had a bunch of different ones from part uh six to kills you know come on i mean uh but this one hasn't really completely jumped ship part three was i did a rewatch of, of one through five before this by the way that was kind of the thing i did to 
get ready for it. And uh, I, I still love one. One's the best. I love two. I think it's great. Uh, three is they try to a few little things in that one. I don't. I don't particularly love. I think it's the weakest entry. I, I like four. It's not my favorite, but I like it. Five is I like it. I like it pretty good. And I, and I think this one's holds up. I think it. I think it's a fun movie. But uh, but yeah, it was number one. So I, I really did like it. I, I did enjoy it. And I will rewatch it. Um, other things I watched: Spoonful of Sugar. This one's on Shutter. Spoonful of Sugar. It makes me yep. want to sing the song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The Mary Poppins. <laughs> no, I haven't heard of this one, so tell me about it. Uh, Millicent is taking a semester off from her studies to take care of Johnny, a sickly mute child with severe allergies. His mother, Rebecca, is an author and her father is a carpenter. Whenever uh, this happens and she sort of forms this bond with Johnny who doesn't talk, and it sort of creates this rift between Johnny and her and his mother because he sort of gets um, taken by this babysitter and then sort of some devious bad things happen it was a pretty good movie um it was a pretty good little i would call it more maybe like a thriller i mean there's not a lot of gore or blood or anything like that in it but it's on shutter you can check it out uh, not great but a decent little watch okay uh i'll talk a little bit about what a movie i didn't really particularly care for and it was called slayers um a group of superstar influencers are drawn to a reclusive billionaire's mansion only to find themselves trapped in the lair by an evil vampire. Uh, this has got Thomas Jane in it. A few other people that you you know, but um, I, I wasn't really a fan of it. The, I mean, it's it's all like social media influencers and that. Oh, one. that doesn't even sound that you already got yeah. me on that one. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that that plot line, not 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 my favorite. Not my favorite right there. All right, up next was Death to Metal. Death to Metal. I feel like I've seen this one. Uh, yeah, after a freak accident, a disturbed priest is transformed into a mutated killing machine on a mission to wipe out the godless fans of heavy metal music. So uh, you know, it's a it's it's a horror comedy about like these heavy metal, uh, black metal artists and stuff, and like this priest who you know obviously hate heavy metal, but then this guy kind of kind of it's like a kind of a slasher, but a slasher against heavy metal music. Um, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. It's not as good as like say Deathgasm and stuff like that, but uh, I had a good time with it. That's what I thought you were actually referencing to. I was like, I feel like I've seen this, but I'm thinking of Deathgasm. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, that, that yeah. one was really good. That was really good. Yeah. this one's a little bit a little bit uh, more indie than that one, but uh, it was it was pretty fun. Speaking of indie, you know we've talked about these movies before, like uh, Headless and uh, Bound and stuff like that. Remember those movies? Oh yeah, of course. Those were made in Indiana, if I if I'm recalling correctly. Uh, and, and maybe you've seen these, maybe you haven't. Uh, one was called Plank Face, and the other one's called Harvest Lake. Have you seen these movies? Uh, Plank Face sounds familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but go ahead and film fill, fill us in. Fill us in. Okay, uh, they're both directed by this guy named Scott Sh- Sherman. Oh yes, I know exactly who that is. Okay. Um, okay. I know exactly the movie director. I know exactly who he is. I really enjoy these movies. Uh, Plank, they're both like kind of set in the woods. Mm-hmm. Plank face is pretty good. It's a man who's taken captive by a feral family in the deep woods. They are determined to transform him, body and mind, into one of their own, whether he likes it or not. Uh, this was a pretty good little movie. It's a little indie movie, uh, made in indie, I think. And uh, yeah, I, I really and I enjoyed it. But the one I like the most is Harvest Lake. You haven't seen this one? I heavily recommend this one. Um, five friends fall under the seductive influence of a 
a libidinous, otherworldly presence that threatens to change their lives forever. What can I say about this movie? Uh, this is a kinky little film. Okay. Uh, it's uh, kind of think um, David Cronenberg meets society. <laughs> um, a lot of sticky stuff in it. Uh, it's great. I, um, it's you know it's low budget, it's indie stuff, but I really enjoyed this one. Um, I would say check this one out. Scott directed it, so yeah. just knowing what I know about his films, like it's you're, you're going to be in. For, I'll be in for a treat. Yeah, we'll all be in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, go check these out for sure. Yeah, uh, Jason Crow, he's from Kentucky, I think. Uh, Ellie Church, I think she might be indie based. Tristan Risk is in it. It's it's really well made and creepy. I thought. I mean, a really good a movie for it to be a really low budget indie film. Up next was uh, the Outwaters. Have you seen this movie? There's a lot of talk about the Outwaters out there. Uh, I think among the big movies they're talking about this year, uh, Skinnamarink and the Outwaters is probably the, the main two. Have you heard of this one or seen it? Nope. Nope. I hope it was better than Skinnamarink, though. Well, I don't think that takes too much, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so this is a found footage movie. Okay. okay. You know okay. how I feel about found footage movies. I don't particularly like a lot of them. I mean, I, I do love some of them, but I don't particularly love them as a genre. Four travelers encounter a menacing phenomenon while camping in a remote stretch of the Navajo desert. Um, this movie is pretty wild, pretty out there. Uh, so you you got this uh, group, this guy and his brother. Uh, this guy is a filmmaker, but he's 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 uh, like making music, makes music with this girl, and they are going out to the Navajo desert to film a music video. So like the first twenty, or the first like thirty minutes of the movie, you're like getting to know these people, and it's kind of just whatever boring, typical found footage shit, you know? Yeah. Whatever. All right. So, but then the, once they get into the, the desert and they start camping and stuff, then it becomes like Blair Witch because they're camping and then they're at night, they're hearing these loud, crazy no noises and stuff. And it just starts, you know, that kind of sets up the tension and everything. Uh, but around about the halfway mark of this movie, it just goes batshit crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, just, it just goes wild. Um, like really, really crazy wild. Like, um, Blair Witch meets Event Horizon meets Hellraiser or something kind of wild. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I can't. I, I want you to watch it. I don't. I don't know if you're gonna like it or not. It, it's not a plot heavy once it gets going kind of thing because I mean there is a, a plot there, but it's not a narrative. Like it's wild. It's sort of a, a, a little bit of a loop, too. Uh, it's so, I, that's really hard to, to describe, right? Uh, that sounds like a lot of, uh, what the hell are you talking about? Kind of a thing. So I would say experience it. Uh, but it's on Screenbox, I think. Um, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, where, okay, you got me yeah. all excited. Like, where can I say this? Are you scr love Screenbox. Perfect. Um, yeah, I, but it's a, it's a good movie. I, I liked it more than I thought I was going to because, again, found footage is a more missed than his hit with me, but it's bloody. It's really bloody. It's gory. Uh, it's wild. And yeah, I, uh, I thought, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Um, all right. So up next, I did some rewatches, uh, smiley. This was like a slash kind of thing that came out in 2012. Um, I hadn't seen it since then. So I kind of just rewatched it. It's not particularly that great, but you know, if you like a, if you just need a slasher, there you go. Uh, up next was a rewatch of Wizard of Gore. Have you ever seen this one? I don't think so. 
it's not the old old Herschel Gordon Lewis Wizard of Gore. It's the remake, which it has uh, Crispin Glover in it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What what year is this? Uh, this one came out in two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Okay. Two thousand seven. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen this one then. Okay. This one is pretty good. I really like this one. This one is pretty gory, and uh, it has. Uh, you remember the remember those Suicide Girls back in the day? Remember that thing? You know. Oh like a big, my gosh! Yeah. Remember that? Yes. Okay. So like like three or four of those Suicide Girls are they're in this movie. So uh, Crispin Glover, he plays like this uh, magician and he brings all these people on stage and he kills them and he brings them, quote unquote, back to life. But then they end up being dead for real. Uh, So, yeah. And there's all this talk about this sort of hallucinatory drug that makes you see what you want to see kind of a deal. But uh, it was really good. I really like it. I think it's a I think it's a pretty good movie. Okay. Up next was a little indie film called She Kills. It says, when Sadie's husband is murdered by a vicious gang called the Touchers, she finds she is possessed by a strange hidden power to aid her in her quest for revenge, which is in her crotch. Uh, this is a, oh, okay. <laughs> this is a horror comedy, heavy on the comedy slash action movie. Uh, it says it's a grindhouse exploitation, but it's not really as serious or gritty as those. It's really more like, ser- uh, like goofy. Uh, so if you want a like goofy, silly movie, it's, it was pretty fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, decent, decent. Up next was a rewatch of another little indie film called Bleeding Hearts. Have you seen this one? Oh, I don't think so. Undercover journalist travels to a small town, uh, attempting to expose the dark secrets. He quickly discovers that the town is home to a cult of five twisted sisters that capture men for a sadistic yearly ritual. Oh, wait, I think I have seen this movie. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. 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 It's got... It's got um, quite a few, like like uh, Susie Lorraine, which uh, she's been in a lot of – Tony Todd's in it too, actually. Uh, the guy who played um, on Saved by the Bell, uh, Screech. The guy who played Screech is in it. Um, oh. oh, Dustin Diamond. Dustin Diamond, yeah, yeah, he's in it. Yeah, so there's quite a few people in it. Um, of course, um, Marlantha Blackthorn is in it, and uh, she was in one of my films, and I, I think she's great. So uh, it's a fun little movie. It's a little independent movie, but it's a, it's a fun one. Um, last couple things I watched was um, In Dreams, and this was a sort of thriller horror movie. Uh, so uh, it's, anyway, it's about this, uh, this girl and her husband to go – this. She, she's you know delusional or she has a lot of mental problems. So it kind of plays on that. It's kind of a typical story. It's not – not too uh, original, but uh, a decent watch. Last one I watched today is one on Shutter called Leave. Uh, a young woman tries to find her origins after having been abandoned as an infant in a cemetery wrapped in a cloth with satanic symbols. But as she gets closer to answers, a malevolent spirit is trying to tell her to leave. This one was a pretty decent movie. I it's think about, I've seen this one. Did, I think did you I've watch seen this one? Her. Yeah, I think so. And um, I remember it's 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 kind of underrated, but I feel like I I remember I I walked away and I was like I I kind of liked it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty decent. Pretty decent little movie. Uh, that's all I got for you as far as watching. Um, you ready to talk to Jay? Yeah, let's talk to Jay. You want to? Let's do it. Cool. All right, guys, joining us now is Jay Crimson. Jay is a vocalist, filmmaker, podcaster, kind of just jack of all trades here. Welcome, Jay. Hey, how are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Hey, Jay, what's up? 
Nothing much. Just hanging out. Cool. Sounds yeah. like you got a lot of things going on. Yeah, I try to stay busy. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, tell me, tell me a little bit about your band. So, um, so you're a podcaster, you're a filmmaker, and you're in a you're in a you're in a band, or you have your own band. What do you play in the in the band? What, vocalist, guitarist. What do you what do you do? I'm actually in three different bands. Wow. Um, yeah, I actually. Uh, I well, I play the drums. I kind of have a love hate relationship with the drum set, but uh, okay. <laughs> I play the drums in like a stoner doom band called the Candle Burners, and it's kind of like a Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Black Sabbath hybrid type of thing. Okay, um, all right. Uh, my main band, um, No Class Assassins, I am the vocalist in that band. And we got signed to Hellfy Records in early 2019. We released our first album, The Cruel Fate of Destiny, um, December of 2019. We played a little bit for it in support of it. And then COVID happened. So some things were kind of put on the back burner. Sure. Um, in that span of time, uh, guitar player um had some health issues and stuff like that so we kind of uh put that on hiatus for right now and i started uh, a hardcore punk band called chemical valley mutants and we play hardcore punk kind of like uh negative approach or old school misfits or minor threat stuff like that real pissed off punk very cool very cool now when you play in these bands do you ever try to get them all at in the same venue or is it all a very separate thing? Like you, you kind of just don't mix them together. Or how does that work? Um, they never really have gotten a chance to mix yet. The candle burners and chemical Valley mutants haven't played a show yet. We're mm -hmm. still in the writing process. So okay. there's that chemical Valley mutants though. will probably be playing out this year for sure. Probably by spring or summertime. Very cool. Very cool. Now your your main band, you've you've had some success with that one. I, I take it. Where where all have you played with that? Oh yeah, no class assassins. Um, yeah, there's a local radio station around here called The Riff, one hundred one point one FM, The Riff, and they've played us numerous times on Midnight Metal. Um, Alan Slayer Beck, uh, he's a guy that um, works at The Riff, and he gave us quite the push in the beginning. Uh, it helped. Uh, get some ears on our music in like the early years 20 2009 2010 uh 2009 is when we first started um we started playing all the local clubs all the dive bars all the holes in the wall and trying to open up for bigger bands like i didn't think we were ready to open up for the misfits but our buddy jerome was like i already called and they said that you could open you just gotta sell like 50 tickets and i was like dude like we could do that so we we weren't ready but we we ended up opening up for the misfits hell yeah Detroit. that's so awesome <laughs> yeah, we, yeah awesome. it was fun and they're they're like my favorite band of all time well the danzig era but any incarnation yeah. i'm i'm all about it so it was yeah. cool we opened up for them that night um and that kind of kick-started a chain of events we opened up for suicide silence at the same place 
and then we opened up we we actually got a, the chance to play warped tour 2010 nice so we we played that and um let's see we played for guar mushroom head goat whore uh let's see uh crowbar I mean, that's, that's that's some pretty fun bands though you know that's some fun yeah, gigs we, we've we've opened up for green jelly a bunch of times so oh, I, I have to i have to ask so you're like hey they you know they play our songs on 101.1 so i know that you're you must not i'm low i'm nashville um, so I'm based on in Nashville. So 101.1, here's a hip hop station. So I know you must not be in Nashville. So whereabouts are you located at? You're in Michigan, right? Is that the Michigan, Michigan? area? Yep. I am about, I would say I'm not too far. I'm like, I'm not Metro Detroit, but I'm not too far from Detroit. I'd say Detroit's like 40, 45 minutes away from me in like the St. Clair County, Port Huron area. I can see Canada from the river. I can like point to it. It's crazy. Oh, it's pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. Let's talk about other things. Uh, so podcasting, you do the podcast stuff. Uh, tell me, tell us your experience about that. How do you, how do you like it? Um, I dig it. I, I am interested in, I'm, I'm definitely a fanboy when it comes to all this stuff, like metal, horror, stuff like that. I, my, my funnest one, uh, my funnest podcast that I've had was um, the Exorcist guy, the Archbishop who performed real exorcisms around America and stuff. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah and even like in out of out of the country and across the pond and shit like that. And he was telling me all this crazy stuff. And that originally wasn't my first idea. I thought I was just gonna stick to. Uh, you know, like culture stuff, like the horror culture or the metal culture, punk mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, but that was pretty sweet. Um, the drummer of Cannibal Corpse, Art the Clown. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. It was just awesome. a lot of fun. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's I've always... it's always fun, right? Always a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've I've always kind of had a thing for radio. Um I always wanted to, you know, have guests on and talk to them and do what you guys are doing. And it's just fun. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan first. So all the stuff just comes natural to me. <laughs> That's all. So you're really big in like all different types of art. So, you, you know, you're a musician, you're into filmmaking, you do podcasts. So kind of, you're right. Um, Mike was right. You're kind of like the jack of all trades. So in filmmaking, do you are you always in front of the camera or behind the camera? Do you act as well as direct or no? Um, I was in The Witch, uh, my short film, and I was in Green Hell, okay. um, a film that I made. But I, if, I like to do little short things here and there, but I prefer to be behind the camera, I've learned over the years. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I like to come up with the story and just uh, try to you know, push whatever is on the screen to mm -hmm. push the story forward and the narrative. Right. When did you start making movies? Ooh, so my first attempt at a short film was Green Hell. And I filmed that between 2006 and 2008. 
And I was just sitting on all the stuff I recorded, the footage for a while, because I didn't really think anything of it. I thought it was just one of those things. I just did it for fun. It was never really going to get finished. But my buddy Justin Squires from Dark Forest Media, he, uh, I met him and we partnered up and he liked some of the footage. So edited it up and released it in late 2013 and had a few screenings and spread the word about it, created social media around it. And that was all. Um, filmed it on a shitty Sony Handycam. Like a digital high eight take. Yeah. Yeah. In some of the scenes, um, I just posted up some Troma Now clips for him because you can check out my films on Troma Now. Um, But yeah, it was it was crazy. You could hear the tape humming in the background. <laughs> right, right. Old school. Old, the old school, the the sort of almost VHS era type look and feel, right? Um, yeah, so Trump, I'm, go ahead. I'm really inspired by stuff like that. The whole yeah. '80s VHS. So, so trauma, trauma. Now, how did that come about? How'd you get your stuff on there? Oh, um. Trauma now. I've always been a trauma fan mm-hmm. and uh Toxic Avenger, Class of Nukem High, stuff like that and the craziness. And um I had a podcast with Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah. And he started to talk about my movies because I had mentioned that I've filmed a few things and he said he was interested in seeing them. And I sent them over to him. I guess he checked them out. And his agent messaged me like a few days later and said, would you, we would like to put your stuff up on the trauma streaming service. Would you be interested? And I said, yes. And we signed a licensing agreement and that was that. Awesome. That's really good exposure there. Thank you. Yeah. That's that's what I thought. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, so I, I did check out some of your shorts. You've got your YouTube channel that you have some shorts and stuff. I saw The Witch. I thought that was really cool. I like the way it looks and everything. The non-dialogue version, uh, um, a little short film, uh, very cool. Uh, what about fe- feature films? Are you working on anything now? I am working on a movie right now. I am hoping that it will be my first full-length movie. Okay. Um, yeah, we're not sure yet, me and Justin. We don't, we don't want to... Um, we're piecing it together currently and I still have like three or four things to wrap up filming on. Um, but um, we're not sure if it's going to be full length. We're, we're, we're trying to, we're going to try trimming the fat, but at the same time, we don't want a bunch of pointless shit in there just to have pointless shit in there. I mean, sometimes cause I like stuff like that. I'm kind of like a, a lower budget Rob zombie type of guy, but I like, um, I like visuals for the sake of visuals, even if mm-hmm. it might push the story forward. But yeah, I, well, I'm trying to trim some of the fat out of it right now. Um, it's called Lilith and it's loosely based around the Lilith demon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a gritty dark movie. Um, it's about the a junkie prostitute who decides to perform a ritual and try to summon help through witchcraft. And we'll just say she ends up becoming influenced and 
crazy things start to happen to her. <laughs> okay. All right. So it kind of sounds fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Walk oh, it's fun. This. Walk us through this now from, from conception to almost completion here. Like how long has it been? When did you start? You, you wrote this yourself. Is that right? Yes. When, when yes, did you start, I... start all this and, and how, what's your journey? Um, let's see. So 2000, no, I would say, yeah, 2020. So 2020, I'm working at Speedy Q gas station and, uh, I start talking to this girl, Mandy, and, uh, she is, she's kind of a, a watered down version of this character, so to speak, because she just amped up all the, the trauma that she's had in her life. She just, we just amped it up a bit mm-hmm. and, uh, she's, you know, she's had a rough life herself and we kind of put that on camera. Um, she, she, me and her started improving ideas and stuff we could put on screen and seeing what we could do with what we had. And we put our money together and bought some cool props and the, the story just kind of goes, um, I wanted some symbolic things in there. I'm very symbolic. I like, you know, there's a few things uh, in this movie that I can guarantee people will have never have seen on camera before. It's always good. And I, I wanted to, I wanted to shock. I've always wanted to shock people, and I feel like this is going to do that with something that is not. It's, it's kind of hinted at at times in movies, but never seen on camera and i i think we did that it's gonna push some boundaries for sure uh i very this movie is kind of influenced by the 60s and 70s type of witchcraft movies like that had william shatner in it or (laughs) ernest bornine and it was always about the devil though and and trying (laughs) to take down the hooded druid guys and naked chicks with ritual knives and stuff like that. I, I love stuff like that. Right. So oh yeah. Yeah. That yeah. mixed with kind of trippy, trippy horror. Um, I, I definitely wanted to add some psychedelic elements to this. So it's visually entertaining um, to kind of take away from the independent look because it definitely does have that underground uh, independent vibe, but it's going to have a lot of cool imagery that you don't usually see in a movie like that. And we're getting pretty proud of it as we go. We're only like 20 something minutes in right now of the assembly cut. Mm-hmm. So yeah, awesome. it's definitely gonna, it's going to raise some eyebrows. All right. Um, that's, that's what we like. That sounds, uh, that sounds good. We look yeah. forward to that. Right. And uh, have you guys ever heard of Fiverr? Fiverr? Fiverr, the, the website called Fiverr? Yeah, yeah. Um, my, my daughter does digital art. So um, she kind of got introduced to that website. Um, how do you, do you, do you sell on, do you sell your movies on there or? No, but Fiverr has a bunch of, you know, like you said, artists that go on there and, yeah. Um, offer their service for a price. So uh, they're all independent artists. So I went on there and I paid some independent artists for different animations for Lilith. So this movie is going to be kind of a live stop motion claymation type of puppeteer hybrid movie, kind of like a independent whacked out Alice in Wonderland. 
That's, that's awesome. That's such a that's such a fun website. My my daughter that any if you know anything about digital art, it's really hard. But she gets all like people will pay her money to they'll just rattle off an idea and say, Hey, can you come up with this design? And it's it's a pretty it's a pretty cool little fun thing. Mike, if you're not familiar with it, check it out. It's kind of it's a fun website. Yeah. All right, cool. Gaming yeah, else, it's really uh, cool. Bridget? Um, nope, nothing else for you. Nothing else? Um, favorite horror movie? Favorite extreme horror? Ooh, my favorite extreme horror movie? I still consider the original Evil Dead extreme. I mean, it kind of mm-hmm. sure. opened the doors and the floodgates for all the extreme horror directors to come. So I would, I always say the Evil Dead, and I'm excited for the new one. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it's going to be badass. I think so too. It looks great. April 21st, Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, Jay, at this point in time, we'll do a little thing called quotes. Bridget? Quotes. So, Jay, um, I have this little thing that I like to do is quotes. Everybody like rattles off quotes. I'm a movie quote person. So I'm always like rattling off quotes for movies. So Mike thought it'd be fun for us to play a little game. You want to play a game? <laughs> sure. He's, he's going to rattle off some movie quotes and we have to guess what movie it's from. So we'll just kind of play it together and don't let him fool you because he'll throw some curveballs sometimes. So it, it can be a little tough, but it's really fun. So let's do this. All right. All right. All right. I think that doesn't need any more of an introduction. Um, So let's start off with something really simple, okay? Okay. Really simple. Here we go. All right. Try as they will and try as they might, who steals me gold won't live through the night. A leprechaun. Leprechaun. Uh, Oh, that was good, Jay. (laughs) For St. Patty's Patty's Day (laughs) recently. Okay. That was good. All right. Number two. Are we ready? Ready. Yep. All right. This one is a long one, so listen carefully. <clears throat> I never wanted to be your mother. Why? I was scared. I didn't feel like a mother, but she pressured me. Then why did you have me? It wasn't my fault. I tried to stop it. How? I tried to have a miscarriage. How? However I could. I did everything they told me not to do, but it didn't work. I'm happy it didn't work. You tried to kill me. No, I love you. Why did you try to kill me? I didn't. I was trying to save you. Hereditary? Um, What'd you say? Hereditary? Hereditary. There it is. I was oh, like, that's, okay. I got it. I was like, yeah, that, that it made so much sense when you're rattling it off. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Good deal. Good deal. All right. All right. Uh, number three. Here we go. Two households different as dried plums and pears in fair Manhattan where we lay our scene. Oh, wait. Hold on. I need you to say that one more time. Sorry. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. okay. Two households different as dried plums and pears in fair Manhattan where we lay our scene. Okay. Oh. Um. I don't know this one. Oh, uh, can I have a hint? <laughs> it's time for a hint, please. Well, this this guy is the sort of introductionary of the acts of the film, and uh, he is in a famous rock band. 
Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Read the quote one more time. One more time. Two households different as dried plums and pears in fair Manhattan, where we lay our scene. Okay. Um can you give me like a um like a like a um like a year sort of maybe? A year like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ni- 1996. Oh, okay, nineties. Okay. Come on, Jay. Where you at, friend? If you uh... <laughs> Damn, it's not it's not Twilight Zone, is it? Nope. If you rip open the girl's stomach, popcorn comes out. Popcorn. <laughs> that might have been a misdirect. I don't know. Um, there's two houses, obviously, two households. Um, two warring is it, households. Is it like Manhattan something? No. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't there know is, this one, damn it. Shit. <laughs> there, is a, there is a penis monster in it. A what monster? <laughs> a penis. I don't know this one. Big, Shit. Maybe I haven't seen it. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure you have. Um, let me see. So maybe that's too vague. Um, think Shakespeare. <clears throat> Two households different as dried plums and pears in fair Manhattan, where we lay our scene. Um... This isn't a trauma movie, is it? Is it? You tell me. It's probably like sh- Toxic Avenger or something stupid like that. No. What is, that? What, what is it, Jay? It's not Shakespeare Shitstorm. No, not that one. It's not the Toxic Avenger. Not that one. Tromeo and Juliet. Tromeo and Juliet. I fucking love that movie, Lemmy, too. Lemmy from Motorhead Dude. says two households. Dude. I cannot. Fair I cannot believe it took me that fucking long because I love that movie. I don't specifically remember that quote, but I love that movie because it is so fucking out there. <laughs> so Right. That's I'm a, I'm sad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm I sad with believe, myself on that one. I can't one. believe it took me that damn long to get it. I'm ashamed of myself because I love that fucking movie. So that, that is a good the, movie. I told yeah. you what I tell you about Mike, man. Um, Michael catches slipping now. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for number four? Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> All right, listen carefully. Pancakes, pancakes, no pancakes, pancakes. No pancakes. Damn, that's a damn movie quote. That sounds Dude, like that sounds sure like some, that sounds like something my kiddos say to me every damn morning. Pancakes. It's a very. <laughs> it's a very. <laughs> one scene. One very bizarre. Is it scene like in the movie? Is it? Is it? Is it a? It's the. It's a zombie movie, isn't it? <laughs> nope. No, it's not mm-hmm. like. Um, oh shit! Okay. Jay, anything? Oh man! I could I could say it in the right inflection, and that might get it for you. Like it's okay. not like cabin fever. No. Cabin fever? No, that's not it. Is it? That is it. Is it? it? You <laughs> asshole! You ass! I was like, that's not it. Is it? Damn! I was like, that's the big 
That's actually a pretty obvious quote. <laughs> it's a funny. It's a funny scene. You know, the little it kid, the, the little kid, with yeah. trying to do the the karate pancakes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Damn, that was our. I told you, my, Michael catch you slipping. <laughs> I love it. I guess so. Yeah, he's right. good. He's good. Last one. Last one. In death, there are no accidents, no coincidences, no mishaps, and no escapes. Ooh. Um, the final destination? Final destination. There you go. That was it. No way. That's it. Excellent. All right. That is quotes, guys. That was not too hard. Not too hard. Tony Todd said, in death, there are no accidents, no coincidences, no mishaps, and no escapes. Hey, Dane. So uh, for all our listeners out there, so where can we find that? Um, are you out there? I'm guessing you're out there on social media. Where can we find you? Oh, yeah. There's quite a bit of stuff. Let's see. Um, so m- all of my main stuff is on my Facebook page. I- I'm I'm usually always on Facebook, and I do message back people, so don't be shy. Facebook.com slash no class J, Facebook.com slash Crimson Videos, Facebook.com slash Chemical Valley Mutants, Facebook.com slash no class assassins, and Facebook.com slash watch for Lilith. And my YouTube is YouTube.com slash kill your boss 69, and that's Crimson Videos. Instagram at jcrimson83, my TikTok at j underscore crimson underscore videos, and my three short films, Crickets in the Snow, The Witch, Green Hell, and two No Class Assassins music videos are up on Troma now, and you can check that out at watch.troma.com. Wow. Awesome. That is a lot. Damn. That's great. great. You are so... And it's funny that we're, we're um, as we're talking, I'm getting messages. Um, so there's uh, ladies out there that want to know, are you single? <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay. All right, ladies. He is single. It's official. He put it, <laughs> he put it out there. I didn't ask, but I've gotten two messages. I was like, is that a serious question? So I guess it is. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> that's nice. That's awesome. And don't forget to check his movies out on Trauma Now. Absolutely. Yeah, Jay. Well, thanks for coming on and uh, keep us updated on Lilith and uh, all these other projects you got going on. And uh, good luck in the future with all of them. Thank you. And thanks for having me on tonight's show. I love what you guys are doing and keep supporting the underground. Cool. Sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, Jay. Thank you. Okay. All right, then. Take care. Bye. Bye. And there you have it. Jay Crimson. Damn, Jay's a busy guy. Yeah, a lot going on there. Um, so many bands. I mean, I, I can't imagine being three bands. You know, that's a uh, that's a lot to to take care of at one time. That and plus doing all the other stuff. Oh, my uh, gosh, right? I'm like, wow. It's, it's cra- that is so crazy busy to me. I'm like, man, he, yeah. he is, he's a jack of all trades. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, I knew some people who would like play in like two different bands, but it was always like this tension because you're like, hey, the guy's over there and he's playing his, his other band. He's not playing in my band, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was, like there's always like, I, like dedication, man, dedication. So, uh, yeah, kudos to him for getting all that uh, accomplished. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, you got anything else for me? Man, um, 
I do want to give a shout out. Um, okay. So we have Full Moon Tattoo and Horror Festival coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in Nashville, April the 7th through the 9th. Um, you want to check out some faux pas films? So check out Three-Legged Circus. Um, we're going to have a booth there. So if you, any of our listeners want to check out some of our films, we're going to have all the films there. So um, Full Moon Tattoo and Horror Festival, Nashville, April 7th through the 9th. Yeah, if you're a horror fan, uh, you probably know about this if you live in the area. If not, uh, definitely worth checking out. They have a lot of cool guests, uh, usually almost, almost every year. And uh, it's, a, it's a fun experience. I haven't been in, in years, but I always had a lot of fun when I went. Man, um, if you're not in the area, go ahead and book your plane ticket to Nashville. Come on, come on down, yeah. <laughs> come right. to Nashville. Come to the south where things are really happening. This is where the horror really is. <laughs> this is right, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. There's a lot of horror. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it for now. Okay. Everybody needs to stay hard. Stay hardcore. Stay hard. If you have to take a blue pill, take it. Stay hardcore. <laughs> All right. Ah. <laughs> All right, later. Wow. That's hardcore. Nothing harder. Hardcore horror with Mike and Bridget is a part of the Tennessee, 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 Tennessee Horror Podcast Network.